right. Folks, thank you so much for joining me. My name is Adrian or Aiden. Either way, I am your host and you are listening to Susto. You're actually listening to the very first episode of Susto. So just to kind of give you a quick introduction as to what exactly this is, is Susto is going to be a place for me to share scary stories, folklore stories, um, stories a lot of us might have grown up with or things that we've experienced ourselves um, when it comes to the supernatural or uh, the paranormal. So I'm really excited to do this because one of my fondest memories growing up was um, usually at sleepovers, either with like my friends or my cousins, uh, at one point in the night, someone would recommend, usually me, but someone would recommend like, Hey, let's tell scary stories. And that was always like the most fun for me, that thrill of just like being scared with your friends, um, and, uh, believing these things that you're telling each other. Some of those stories I still do believe, but, um, either way that was just, it's just a fun memory for me. So, uh, this is kind of my way to keep that memory alive and to share those moments with you all. Um, so I'm really excited to do this in the future. Um, I'm hoping to have some guests on to share their own stories, um, whether, like I said before, their stories that they heard growing up or they're actually things that they experienced. But uh, I look forward to giving people the opportunity to share their stories, especially people here in the RGV, because I think we have some really interesting stories. Um, there's a lot of things that go down in this area where two cultures bleed into each other. And so um, the way these stories uh, happen or are told is always uh, more interesting for me to hear. So when I started thinking about the first episode of this, I thought, what story am I going to tell? And I came to a pretty obvious decision. Um, this is a story that is so legendary. It's so iconic. It's a story that uh, most of us, if not all of us, grew up hearing. So without further ado, I'm going to be telling the story of La Llorona. I know, right? <laughs> um, I'm really excited. And so here we go. The legend goes that in a rural village of Mexico there lived a young woman named Maria. Maria came from a poor family and she was known around her village for her beauty. One day, an extremely wealthy nobleman traveled through her village and he stopped in his tracks when he saw Maria and Maria was charmed by him. So, when eventually he proposed to her, she immediately accepted. Maria's family was thrilled that she was marrying into a wealthy family, but the nobleman's father was extremely disappointed he was marrying into poverty surprise right <laughs> rich people don't want their rich kids marrying poor people oh well anyway maria and her new husband built a house in the village to be away from his disapproving father eventually she gave birth to two twin boys but her husband was always traveling and stopped spending time with his family when he did come home he only paid attention to the boys and maria knew that her husband was falling out of love with her one day he left and he never returned Years later, as Maria and her boys were walking by a river, she saw a familiar carriage with a younger, beautiful woman next to her husband. Maria was so angry and confused that without thinking, she picked up her two boys and threw them into the river, drowning them. Only after she saw their bodies floating in the river did she realize what she had done and then jumped into the river hoping to die with her boys. The 
The legend continues that at the gates of heaven, she was challenged over the whereabouts of her children and not permitted to enter the afterlife until she found them. La Llorona is forced to wander the earth for all eternity, searching in vain for her drowned boys. She constantly weeps, hence her name, La Llorona. She's caught between the living world and the spirit world. It's said that if you hear her crying, you are to run in the opposite direction. If you hear her cries, they could bring misfortune or even death. Also, if you're a child, be extra careful, because La Llorona is attracted to children, thinking that they are hers. And since she thinks children are hers, she tries to drown them. Children should not walk alone around this river, just in case. Many parents in Mexico use this story to scare their children from staying out too late. She is said to cry. Okay, so I hope I did okay with that. <laughs> Maybe my story, my storytelling abilities will improve in the future. But God, just uh, retelling that story myself, um, it kind of like drives a little chill up my spine. So what I also wanted to do is I wanted to look at these stories in kind of like a more historical context, I guess, because, you know, we were told these stories our parents were told these stories, our grandparents were told these stories, and these stories are just handed down from generation to generation. So it made me think, where do these stories start? You know, where do they come from? And so I did some research online, um, a lot of Wikipedia, and I know that Wikipedia is not the be all and all of solid research, but um, it had a lot of information. And, um, you know, Wikipedia is a place for people can share their stories. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I just thought it'd be interesting to see how far this story could reach culturally, at least. So the tale of La Llorona is seen also in ancient mythology, going all the way back to Greek mythology, which I thought was super cool. And one of the stories goes that upon discovering Zeus's affair with Lamia, Hera, um, which is Zeus's partner, forces Lamia, a demonic demigoddess, to eat her own children. Lamia then wanders Earth and she devours every child that she can catch. So this story was um, pretty similar, except for the only difference was that um, the person being cheated on was not the one that killed their children and was left to wander the earth forever. It was the, the other woman, or quote unquote, the mistress, which is Lamia in this story. Another story is that uh, Medea, or Medea, who has two children with Jason the Argonaut, kills their, her own children after Jason leaves her for another woman. Um, so that one is even more similar to La Llorona than the one uh, which involved Zeus, Lamia, and Hera. So those stories do exist. Um, but still, it's the story of La Llorona that's gripped you know, generations of Mexican children and um, it was kind of used as like a as a warning that if we misbehave, that La Llorona is going to take us away or that if we go out in the dark when we're not supposed to, that um, she's going to make us her children or something. Um, and even today, adults who grew up with the story say that they still believe in her and that they've actually heard her. 
there's actually also been film adaptations of La Llorona. Um, I know that there's a new one coming out and I had kind of a negative reaction when I saw the trailer for it because they somehow figured out a way to center a white person in the story. But um, there does exist a Mexican film that's titled, of course, La Llorona uh, from 1933, and it interweaves several past and present um, as of, you know, in, in terms of 1933 permutations of the myth. And it's said to be a really good version. And so it's interesting to see... I, I, I haven't watched it, but I'm interested to do that because this says that it interweaves past permutations of it. And so, I mean, this is in 1933. I, I, I'm just like really curious to see what kind of like interpretations they had before 1933. Um, I haven't watched it yet, like I said, but I do have a YouTube link here that I'm going to uh, try and watch it on. And I will let you guys know in a further episode what I thought of it. Hopefully it's good and it's more promising than the new adaptation that they're making. Another story that I've actually heard before, and I'm pretty sure that this one was actually a stage play that I saw in high school, um, is a, a story is the story of La Malinche. And so the story of La Malinche is the story of a woman who served, an indigenous woman who served as Cortez's interpreter and was also um, eventually they call her his mistress on this article um, and she gave him children as well. And uh, eventually she was betrayed by the Spanish conquistadors, which like, surprise, surprise, you can't trust the colonizers, right? Anyway, in one story of La Melinche, she became, like we said, Cortes' mistress and she gave him children. She was eventually abandoned by him. But this is so that he could go on to marry a Spanish lady and that this led her in an act of pride and vengeance to kill her own children. Of course, there's no like historical evidence that this ever happened, but it's uh, still a story that uh, has been passed down, like I said, from generation to generation. The last story that I found, or the last iteration of this tale, was of the Chumash of Southern California have their own connection to La Llorona. Uh, they have... They mention her when they're explaining this creature. It's a creature of the other world, and it's called a, a mamismis. Mythology says that Chumash believe in both the mamismis and La Llorona, and the reason that they're connected is because uh, the mamismis has a cry that's considered an omen of death, much like La Llorona's, and that the mamismis, its cry is compared to a mountain lion, and in this article that I found, again, from Wikipedia, uh, the Audubon Field Guide to North American Mammals says that the mountain lion's blood-curdling mating call has been likened to a woman's scream. So that's what they say the mamismi sounds like and also what the Yorona sounded like. Um, I just wanted to mention that when I was reading this, the mamismi is said to look like a cat with skin of rawhide leather. Which that just reminds me of like one of those Sphinx cats, which are actually pretty cute. Um, but further than that, it also kind of reminded me or like it brought to mind the Chupacabra, which is a story that I will definitely be telling in the future. So, yeah, this is all the 
information that I was able to find that made some sort of sense to me. I'm curious to know what versions of the story you all may have heard that maybe don't line up with this one. Um, so if you all have stories that you want shared, or if you have maybe even recommendations or ideas for stories that I could look up, please feel free to send them to me. I really hope that you all liked the show. I'm really, really excited to keep on producing it. And, uh, I'm really excited to start having people on, like I said earlier, to share their experiences with the paranormal and the supernatural. So, like I said, if you have any questions, recommendations, or ideas for this, please feel free to send them to me. My email is adrian at netharGV.com. If you like this, make sure to subscribe. Thank you so much. Share it with everyone. And until next time, bye.